Turn and give somebody a knuckle bump. Tell them you're changing already. Look the other way. Say, you too. <laughs> you can be seated real quick. Go ahead. And, and, and by the way, if you're here today and you don't have a Bible, real quick, just hold your hand up. You don't own one. You couldn't find yours, whatever the deal is. Our ushers are going to bring one to you. Everybody ought to have a copy of the Word of God. This is our gift to you. want to make sure that you have the ability to get into God's Word every single day. And, you know, they got an app for that. You can download uh, daily audio Bible whatever it's called, and, and they'll have somebody read you a chapter of Proverbs every day before you get out of bed. It's awesome. You get, but you got to get God's Word in you, and, and you got to let God's Word begin to enlighten you and change the way you think, right? Uh, James said that uh, if you could receive with meekness, that's a teachable spirit. If you could receive with a teachable spirit the engrafted Word of God, it has the power. The word power means the ability to produce results. God's Word has power. If you're not seeing uh, results produced in your life, it's probably because you're not in the Word enough. Right? But it has the power to save your soul. Your soul is the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. And uh, uh, here, here's the deal is if God's word's not changing the way you think. See, you know what, you know what they're telling us, what they're, what they're teaching us right now is that uh, we have to be really careful with the congregation setting because people can only um, embrace, the, they can only consider changing about 5% of their belief system in one setting. So we got a couple of minutes to challenge 5% of what the average believer believes. And the problem is, is that 95% of what the average believer believes, well, it's their belief system, which if you, if you just abbreviate that, it's BS. Okay. And, and there's a bunch of stuff that we need challenged, man. There's a bunch of stuff that we need challenged so that we can hear from God and so that we can learn to hear God. We can learn to trust God. We can learn to obey God and we can stop trying to be God. Right? And so we need that word. We need that word. We're singing it this morning. We're praying it. You know, I want to know you. And, and, and the reality is, is that we need to know God. And if you're going to get to know God, you got to get in his word. It's, it's, it's kind of freaky how many, how many, you know, Christians are out there that are, you know, hey, I follow Jesus, but they don't, they, they don't, they're not in the word at all. And, and, you know, and they're powerless and they're disappointed. They are, you know, here's the problem is that if you believe the wrong thing, you'll end up in the wrong place, right? Because, uh, well, words turn into thoughts and thoughts are creating your emotions and your emotions are making your choices and your choices are, are taking you to places because of the actions that you perform. It's, it's building your character and that character's tying you to an end result. But, you know, the, the decisions you make take you to the place you're at. And, and, you know, God's word says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And there's people that love God, but they're messed up because they don't think that they've ever had a collision with things, good things that God has prepared. And, and, and in a lot of cases, it's really true. They've missed the great things that God has for them because they've never let God make the decisions for them. They've always made their own decisions. And, and, and see, and the decisions you make take you to the place. See, but uh, uh, desire, desire leads to a thing. Right? No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared. God has made ready in advance things for you, but things are located in places. And so, you know, what we do is we end up trying to, 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 to dictate the place we're going to be in life, and we end up in the place that we choose to be, but that place isn't the place where the things that God's prepared for us is at. Are you, are you with me? You just kind of got a, I'm, I'm like a cross-eyed javelin thrower today. Okay, no, we're not sure where I'm going, but I'm going to make a bunch of points, and you're, you're going to want to like, okay, be with me, because God, God's got, God, man, I'm telling you, God's got a word for you. He's going to change your life, okay, but, but a lot of us, we're living from the wrong place. I said, we're, we're li you're living from the wrong place, 
And, and, and the reality is, is that we, what we got to do is we got we to surrender. We got to let God begin to have authority in our life to make decisions so that he can get us to the place where the things that he's prepared are waiting for us. Okay, and, and sometimes, sometimes you know, you might be in the right place, but you have, with the wrong perspective, and so you can't even see what's there, right? And and, and we end up we end up messed up. Look at your neighbor and say, "I think he's probably talking about you." Uh, but it's going to be okay. Okay, it's going to be okay today. It's going to be okay. Everybody ready? Amen. Look at somebody and say, uh, "I'm sort of a big deal around here." Come on. Look over there. Look, look, look the other way. Tell them. No, it's the truth. I'm sort of a big deal around here. Say it. Okay. You're, you're kind of a big deal. You know what the enemy, you know what the enemy wants you to do? The enemy wants you to look at you. The enemy wants you to consider who you are. The enemy, and, and, and think about some of the choices you made and some of the decisions that have taken you to the wrong place and some of the stuff that you've experienced and the craziness that you've endured and, and, and encountered and that you created it. And, and, and the enemy wants you to think that, he wants you to think a little about yourself. But see, here's why, here's why we're begging, you know, come on, guys, let's get to know God. Because the more you know about God, the more you're going to know about you. See, the enemy wants you to think little about you because if you think little about you, you're actually diminishing the value of God because you came right out of God. Right? Human is two words, humus and man. Humus, dirt, man, spirit. When, when God was in the creation process, you know, uh, uh, I, I got you know, I kind of got to hurry to get to where we're going. But, uh, uh, but you need to know this. In the creation process, God decided what he wanted. He decided where he wanted it to come from. He spoke what he wanted to what he wanted it to come from. What he spoke came out of what he spoke to. And in order to survive, what he spoke had to remain attached to what he spoke to. Right? And, and, and so God's speaking things, and, it, and it's, 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 coming to, it's coming to pass, and, it, and it's happening, right? And, and, and it's, it's just it's on, okay? It's just on. And, and, but when God, when God made man, he, he didn't speak to the dirt like when he was making grass. When, when, God, when God made man, he spoke, to, he spoke to himself. Man, come forth, and right out of God, your spirit. See, your spirit. And, and, when, and when sin caused us to be separated from God, well, God had a plan, Jesus, that was going to reunite us. And, and it, listen, they bankrupt heaven to reconnect man to, back to God. Not, not because man was so incompetent that, or, or because God felt so sorry, but because he was so valuable. See, you're so valuable to heaven. You're so valuable to God. You, you're, and, and the enemy doesn't want you to know that. And even the church sometimes wants to make you feel like, hey, don't think too highly of yourself. Trust me, you have enough relatives to keep you from getting too far there. Okay? You get to thinking too highly of yourself. You, you, you know, you got spouse and kids, they'll help you. And, you know, come to church and, well, don't want wildfire to, you know, well, there's wet blankets everywhere. We're okay. But God needs you to understand something. You came right out of God. I said, you came right out of God. And so when you're, when you're thinking a little of, uh, of you, you, you're diminishing, you know, what you came out of. And, and, and you're belittling the God that you, that you serve and that you, that, you are, uh, that you are from. And I'm here today to tell you, God ain't no little deal. And neither are you. You're sort of a big deal around here. And the enemy knows it. And if he can keep you from knowing it, he, he can keep you from demonstrating God in the place that you're located. See, and you'll end up thinking that the place, man, if, I, if, we, if, if we could just change the place. No, listen, uh, what you need to do is not worry so much about the place, 
that let his presence overwhelm you. Instead of you being changed by the place you're at, you need to be strong and you'll end up changing the place instead of the place changing you. Okay, you'll have victory every place you go. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm on my way to victory. I got, we're going to hit a couple of scriptures. Uh, listen, in Deuteronomy 11, we're just going to hit a few. But it says, take heed to yourself. Take, take heed to yourself. In other words, watch yourself. Watch yourself. Be careful. Be careful about you. Be, be careful. You know, I know, I know you're, you're all nervous about the, about the enemy, and, and, and you don't want to, you know, I, I, I don't want to stir up the devil. You, no, w- listen, he's already been defeated. How about you keep an eye on you? Come on, let me tell you who the greatest enemy that we've got to deal with is us. And, and he said, take heed to yourself because if you're not careful, your mind and heart will be deceived. Your mind and heart will be deceived. And the problem with the deceived guy, he don't know he's deceived. Right? And, uh, and even when Jesus was talking to the crowd, you know, remember when he said, if you continue in my word and my word uh, continues in you, then you're going to be my disciples and, and indeed, and, and you're going to know the truth and the truth is going to set you free. And, uh, and that's a very popular scripture there in John. Uh, and, and the crowd says to him, they say to Jesus, well, who do you think you're talking to? Man, we're, we're children of Abraham. We've never been in bondage. And here's the problem. Here's the problem is that they were in more bondage than anybody in, in any of the jails that they had. And the deal is, is that if you can't see your bondage, you're never going to see your freedom. So you, and if you, can't, if you can't just entertain the possibility that maybe there's an area of your life where deception is ruling, then you're never going to be empowered by the truth. And he said, be careful. Be careful lest your mind and your heart gets deceived and you start turning. And you start, you know, why? Because the enemy knows that if you make it to the place where the thing is located, that you're going to really be a threat to the kingdom of darkness. So if he can get you to turn when you shouldn't, if he can get you to shift when you shouldn't, look at verse 18. He said, uh, in verse 18, he said, you're going to lay up these words, get these words in your mind and in your heart, in your entire being. And, and put them where that's all you can see and, 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 and you know, a sign upon your hands and, and a, as a forehead band between your eyes. You know, get your head. Maybe, maybe you should turn off Facebook and get your face in the book. You know, may, maybe, maybe just long enough to, to get some foundation so that you can actually demonstrate the power of God in your life regardless of what place you're at. Okay, maybe not. What's the next one I give you? Uh, look at every place that the sole of your foot's going to go, I'm going to give you. And, and then he starts talking about increase. And, and look at verse 25. This is cool. In verse 25, no man will be able to stand before you. No man will be able to stand before you. No man's got, there, there ain't no, there's no power that can stop you when you're walking in obedience to the word of God. Man, no, nothing can stop you. You, you know, uh, look at verse 26, right? Is that the next one I gave you? Behold, I set before you this day, blessing and a curse. Can I, just, can I just throw this out here for you? Blessing and a curse. It's the same place. But you're going to decide, is this going to be a blessing or is this a curse? How are you going to walk this thing out? Uh, where you are today? Are, are you gonna, is it a blessing? Have you been positioned to win and succeed regardless of the situation? Or is it a curse that no matter, man, it just can't ever get a break. No matter what happens, it, everything's falling apart. You have to make a decision. You, ha- you have to make a decision and you have to decide today. I'm living the life that God has for me. I'm living this thing like, like I'm blessed. 
Man, I'm walking, I'm walking through every situation, and, 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 uh, and, and, and this is not going to change the manner of man I am, but the manner of man I am is going to change the environment that I live in. And see, a lot of believers, they allow their experience to dictate their belief system instead of standing strong. They're not strong enough that who they are has time to change their overall experience. See, and you, you end up in a battle, you end up in a hard time, you end, you end up under pressure, and you start caving in a little bit, and you start slacking off, and you start backing away from what you truly believe, and, and you got to stop doing that. you got to be careful, you know, because uh, you got to guard your heart and your mind, because you'll, you'll end up being deceived. You'll start thinking things like, well, I, I guess maybe God isn't for me. I, I guess maybe this really wasn't a God. But man, you study the book, and you find out anybody who ever traveled with Jesus, anybody who ever did anything for God, had some amazing opposition. You know, if I ask the question, I'm not asking it this morning, but, but uh, and so in other words, you don't need to respond to this, but if I ask the question, you know, how many of you guys want victory? Almost everybody raised their hand. I mean, some people are just stubborn, stiff-necked, you know, rebellious pagans, and they don't want to raise their hand in church. But almost everybody in their heart, you know, they'd raise their hand, hey, I want, I want victory. But victory kind of demands a battle. And without a battle, victory is worthless. If, if, if failure is not a viable option, then victory is worthless. And, and, and the greater the threat, isn't it, isn't it interesting that the greater the threat, the, 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 the sweeter the victory. And what we like to do is we like to hear about people. We like to hang out with people. We like, we like to listen to people who have, who have faced insurmountable odds and yet come out victorious. But yet there's something on the inside of us that wants to lean away from actually experiencing that. Because we want it easy. But Jesus said, hey, hey, check out the gate. Man, it's narrow. And the way to life is difficult. Man, you, you, want, you want this God life? You want this God life? You, you, you don't get to do it your way. Hello, somebody. I said, you don't, you don't get to do it your way. You, you're going to have to like live by faith. And faith is not simply believing regardless of the circumstance. It is obeying regardless of the consequence. See, it, obedience, obedience is the thing that gets you to the place where the thing that you desire is located. Remember in Matthew 6 when he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing, his way of being right, and then everything that you desire will be added to you. All the desires you have, God said, I'll bring them to you. But you, what, what's your role? You've got to walk in obedience. And o- obedience, obedience is, is, is what gets you to, to, to step over the threshold, right, the threshold in, into a totally different realm of life. Without that obedience, you know, in Revelations, he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I'm coming in. So God is at the threshold of, of, of entering your situation. Now, I mean, you're going to have God's participation in your situation. All you got to do is, is hear his voice well, how, and open the door. Well, how do I open the door? Well, you, you hear his voice, which means you do what he said. Right? And the, the threshold is, is like that gap, just so everybody knows. The threshold is the gap between the door jams. Right? It, 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 it's, like, it's, it's like these garage doors back here, and they're down, but in a moment they're going to go up, and you're going to cross the threshold from this place into that place. And the things that are located in that place will suddenly be uh, 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 attainable to you because you'll be in that place instead of this place. This is deep, isn't it? 
And you'll be able to go out to where those things are, you know, the ice cream and the coffee and all that stuff is out there. And when the doors open, you get through, you cross the threshold. And obedience is like getting you to cross the threshold so that you end up in the right place. See, because you end up doing stuff his way and not your way. You end up following him, and, and, and you have the power to do it. The enemy wants you to think that you can't, you could never pull that off, that, you, you, that you're going to fail at that, that, you, that you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, that you're not smart enough. And I'm here today to tell you that you've been wired by God to win. Okay, yeah, I said you've been wired by God to win. And, and uh, the more you know God, the stronger you're going to get. And, and the stronger you're going to, the stronger you get, the, e- the easier it's, well, and when I say easier, I don't mean it's the lack of difficulty. I just mean you're going to reach a place. There's something across that threshold. There's something across that threshold where suddenly life changes. Can I tell you something? Uh, I, I'm not real smart. Uh, you know, Pastor Tab would tell you, I'm not real religious. Um, I'm, I'm not... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm very, very far from perfect, okay? Uh, matter of fact, you have to be pretty tough-skinned just to hang with me. True? It's okay. You can, you can say amen, because if you don't, I'm going to mock you, okay? <laughs> you know, uh, but I can't imagine. I mean, you have no idea how hard it would be, you know, for myself, for Shelby, and again, not because we're not because we're perfect, not because we're smart. No, no, no but it's just what we know about God. I can't imagine. You don't, you don't know how hard it would be to 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 live like a, a two hours depressed. I mean, you could run in here and say your house is on fire. And honest to God, the first thought in my mind would be, this is going to be awesome. Why? Well, because of what I know. You know, and, and I know God, and it's like we've crossed some threshold someplace, and, and, and God life, it's more life than death, it's more joy than sorrow, it's more peace than chaos, it's more hope than despair, it's more provision than lack, it's more healing than sickness. And, and, and it's not the absence, it's not the absence of the bad things, it's just the, the, presence, of the, of the presence of God is, the presence of life, so much greater than the presence of death. Well, man, I, it's really hard for me to see how that would be, you know, how you would uh, apply that to practical life. Well, let me tell you a little quick story. Don't want to offend anybody, so I won't mention any names. But one, one day, one day, uh, and it wasn't all that long ago, but one day there was, there was, a, there was a family that experienced an incredible loss, and, and, and instantly the world changed because, because the, the, the man of the house had been taken. You know, his life was gone. And we had to go to the house, and, and, and that day we walked in, and Shelby and I, and, and, and uh, I think Todd, you were with me, and, 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 uh, and, and we, we entered that room, and we walked up to the people, and, 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 and you know, the mama and the kids, and, and we're like, hey, 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 this is, this is, this is bad. This is, this is not good. There ain't nothing pretty about this, but stop a minute. Okay, we got to make a decision. we got to make a decision, because God life is more life than death. It's not the absence of death. There's more life than death. And, and, and it's not the absence of chaos. It's just we got more peace than chaos. And I'm not telling you that you're not going to be shaken. I'm not telling you that, that you're not going to be moved. But I am telling you that, that if, if, you'll, if you'll step into this and, and if, we, if we can just listen to God and we can just obey God, that there's a peace that passes all understanding. That if, you, if we can find it, that, that there's something about the Word of God that no word from God will ever return void without accomplishing the very purpose for which He sent it forth to accomplish. That no word from God will ever fail. And that if we can rejoice in the Lord... 
always. And again, I say rejoice. And in the middle of every situation, if we can just separate ourselves and not fear and, and be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, with prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, if we can just let God know what, what it is that we're looking for, that the, the, the peace that belongs to God himself will suddenly become our peace and that, that, that it'll keep us riveted and, and connected to him. And I'm telling you, that, that family stepped up and they said, okay, man, we got to believe God. Nobody wanted this. Nobody, this is not good. And there's no way to paint this as pretty. But I'm going to tell you something. Everybody in their world started freaking out. Because how in the world can you guys have this much peace? How in the world? Why? Well, because it's called God life. It's called God life. And see, a, a lot of us, what we want, we want what's on the other side of the threshold, but we don't want to actually live on the other side of the threshold. So it's like walking up to the garage door before they open it and looking through there and seeing it and knowing that that's what's been promised to us, but we live disappointed because we've never connected with it. And see, in, in Jeremiah, the famous scriptures, but you need to read it in, in, in uh, the message in Jeremiah 29 when he said, hey, God knows exactly what he's doing. How many of you know that God knows what he's doing? Yeah. God knows what he's doing. Sometimes we haven't got a clue, but God knows what he's doing. And he's got it all planned out. And, and his, his plan is to give you the future that you're hoping for. And if you'll seek him with all your heart, not no half-hearted thing going after Jesus, man. If you'll get real and if you'll get in there and if you go out at it and you'll seek him and you'll desire him more than you desire any other thing, listen to what it said. He said, I promise you will not be disappointed. Disappointed. The prefix dis means to push down or press out of. See, that's what life does sometimes is it, it presses us out of the position that we were appointed to be in. See, you, you have an appointed position. You don't have to live there, but, but you can. See, and, and in that appointment, that's where your strength is. That's, that's where your anointing is. That's where your power is. That, that, that's where your ability is. See, that's why you, you can't allow yourself to get disappointed with your spouse. If you get disappointed with your spouse, you lose the authority to speak life there. If you get disappointed with your kids or disappointed with your employment, anytime you get disappointment, you're losing your ability to, to bring life into it. You can't, can't live disappointed. And, and, and on the other side of this threshold, let me just share with you today, this word, I'm believing God, I'm praying all the time and believing God. Some days, and I wish, I wish you guys would hurry up, some days God even has me fast, and I hate that. I like eating. I just, I just want more and more people to cross this threshold and say, you know what? I want to live in a place where I cannot be disappointed. I want to live in a place like, like, in, like in Psalms 119, verse 165, where it says, great peace. Great peace have those that are living his word. Nothing can offend them. And I know you're thinking, well, I'm not really angry. No, off end. Take you off the end that he declared at your beginning. See, nothing, no thing, no power, no voice, no situation. Why? Because you know, you just know, man. You, the more you know God, the more you know. You know that if I do it his way, my final outcome will be way better than my current condition. See, because, but you got to know who you are. 1 John 5, 4. 1 John 5, 4 says, whatever is born of God. How many of you are born of God today? Okay. 
50%. This is going to be an awesome altar call. <laughs> whatever, which is, go do your word study, whatever, whoever. There, there are situations in your life that are born of God, but the people, if, if you're born of God, listen, whatever is born of God is victorious, not going to be, but is victorious over the world. Whatever is born of God is victorious over the world, and this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. And go read it in different translations. Take a little bit more time. Study it. Okay, study it. Break it down. But what you're going to find out is, is that it's a life of obedience that, that empowers you to live a life of victory. And see, a lot of us, we're missing victory in certain areas of our life. And can we, can we just dummy it down for you? It's because you're not living in obedience to him. I know that's real popular. I can tell. But there's areas of your life that you swear to God that if you just, well, I'm just going to do it my way and grace will cover it. Are you crazy? Grace is not a blanket you get to hide your disobedience under. Grace is an empowering agent that gives you the ability to do anything that he's asked you to do. And he, he, would, not in, he would not ask you to do something that he wasn't willing and ready to, to equip you to succeed at. And so God's asking you to do things, and he's empowering you to be successful there. Don't live life your way trying to prove that you're going to, you, you, you know what, I had an 18-year-old son at one point. Not no more. But at one point, one of my 18-year-old, you know, when he hit 18, I won't tell you which one. You don't care, do you? <laughs> I love my boys. Man, they're men of God. They're men of God. They got a heart after God. I don't know if you know what that's like growing up in church. It's not easy, is it? And, uh, but they got a heart for God. But when, when he turned 18, he was going to prove to me that he could do life a different way and get at least the same result, if not a better one. And I think a lot of times we do that with God. And then we want him to cover us Here's how you're going to get your victory, your walk of obedience, okay? But if you're born of God, you've already got victory. All you need to do is get to know God, and the more you know God, the more you're going to love God. The more you love God, the more you're going to go, oh, man, I'm just going to obey God. Check this out. Check this out. First John 4, 4 says, little children, you are of God. Look at somebody tell them, you are of God. Man, you, listen to me today. Listen, I'm about ready to blow your world up, okay? You are of God. You are of God. You are of God. It doesn't mean it's like you're his property. But, I mean, if you could, if you could just picture like a, like, a, like a big chunk of fabric that covers, you know, it's to infinity and beyond, okay? And, and, and we cut out a swatch of that fabric, and that's you, and you came out of God, okay? You are of God. Man, you're the same material that God's made out of. Your spirit, man, your spirit, if you get born again, that spirit comes alive. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead quickens your mortal body. And you rise up. And man, you, you got victory all over you. Hell is scared to death of you. Hell is freaking out. Because if you ever get a revelation of who you are in Christ, you ain't never going to be beat up from the street up by a defeated devil ever again. And he said, you are of God, and you have already defeated and overcome. You have already defeated and overcome. Man, I'm telling you, the enemy that you've been whining about, he's under your feet. And check this out, because he who lives in you is greater, mightier than he who is in the world. He who is in you, he who is in you is greater. Oh, you're not getting this. He who is in you 
He who's in you. Come here, bro. Sean, jump up here. He's a fairly good-sized dude. How tall are you? Six four. Six four. Is that it? And you're wearing heels. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Okay. What do you weigh? Two thirty-five. Two thirty-five. This is a big guy. It's going to be hard for him to get this because he sees himself. I mean, he sees himself as a as a giant amongst the little people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He just walks around. He's looking down on all of you, all the time. Okay, Crystal, come on. This is the better three quarters. Okay, stand you here. How tall are you? Five nothing. <laughs> Six four, five nothing, dude. Okay, tiny, tiny. Okay, now you need to get this because if you can get this, it changes everything. It's going to be easier for you to get it, maybe than for almost anybody else, because you're a big guy. And you, yeah, but see, she has the ability. Look at her. She's tiny. She is tiny. And the God in her is greater than the enemy in the world. No, no. Sean, greater is he who is in Tiny. Wait a minute. No, no weapon formed against me can prosper. Why? Because I came out of God. And greater is the, is the God that's in me. You know, Paul, Paul said, I have crucified the flesh. Nevertheless, I live, but it's not I, but it's Christ who lives in me. And, and, and the life I now live, I live by the faith of him who loved me and gave himself for me. He, didn't even, he, he wasn't even taught. He had gotten to a place where he wasn't even living by his faith. The life I now live, I live by the faith of him who loved me. He's, it, it, man, there's, I'm telling you, there's a transitional point that you can get to where it, it ain't. Because see, some of you guys think, well, I, my faith isn't that strong. Well, I ain't living by my faith no more. Let me tell you why my faith, let me tell you why you can't break my faith, because my faith is, is getting a living example of his faith in every situation through me. But greater is he who is in, who is in me. There's, there's more God in here. There's more God, listen to me, listen to me. There's more God in you. There, there's more strength in you. See, sometimes, sometimes life squeezes you, doesn't it? You guys can sit up. this awesome. Give them a hand. Sometimes, sometimes life... Sometimes life can crush you and break you down, and you, and you see stuff coming out of you that you don't like, and that's because the enemy has you focused so that you don't see what, what else is coming out, and that's a greatness that's in you that is not your own, that there is a power and an ability in you in any given situation to, 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 to allow God to shine through you in a way that, well, that's what it said in Acts 1.8 when it says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. The power, the power of God in you, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, that power of God in you to be a witness so that you can say, hey, this is what it looks like. Let me testify. Let, let me testify. This is what it looks like to be in this exact situation, but to have God shining through you right here. That is way better than to be in this situation without him. And, and, and that it ain't about me, that it's about the God that's in me. Because the God in me is greater than the evil in all the world. And you, you're already, listen to me, you're born of God, you already got victory. 
You already got victory. You don't need to live disappointed one more minute. You don't need to live discouraged one more minute. You don't need to live displaced one more minute. What you need to do is stand up and say, you know what? Greater is he who is in me. That's what I'm talking about. You, you, need to have, you need to have a revelation that says, man, I, I'm not going to be all freaked out by some defeated devil when I have the opportunity to demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis in my life. I get out of bed every single day with one goal in mind. I'm going to humiliate hell. I'm going to humiliate hell. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not really trying to build it. A mega church. Oh, we need, we need, you know, I, honestly, there's something, there probably, there's some ego in me that would just love it if we couldn't, if we didn't have room to get the crowds in. I'd feel really good about myself. I want strong, victorious warriors. Man, I want you to know who you are. You walking through life, no weapon, no weapon. I know that God causes all things to work together for my good because I love him and I'm called according to his purpose. And I don't care what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like, I'm going to walk in victory. And I'm going to carry God life into situations that are hopeless, but the hope in me is going to just begin to pour out and it's going to begin to change that situation. And, and instead of trying to, instead of trying to bring correction to the world, how about we just try to find connection? How about how, how about if we connect to the world instead of trying to correct the world? Let's connect first. Let's let's let's. This is the locker room. Let's go from here and let's carry the life that God's given us out of this place, and let's change the environment that God's put us in. Instead of trying to get out of the place that we're at, how about we bring God to the place we're at, with a real with a revelation that you know what the God in me. It's greater than the evil in the place I'm at. I know some of you are dealing with some heavy stuff, but the God in you is stronger, mightier, more powerful than the evil that, that a defeated enemy is trying to stir up in the place you're at. And just maybe God's got you in that place. So that his power could come up and you could witness. You know, you could just share your side of the story. That when I do life his way, the bondages are broken, fears disappear, chains melt, doors swing open. Yeah, but shouldn't it, shouldn't, it be, shouldn't it be easier than it is? It just seems so, so hard, so difficult. Have you ever encountered something that just seems to be way harder than it ought to be? You know, this, just, this situation we're in, it just should not be this hard. Well, you know, right, uh, if it's super simple, the payoff's really small. But the more difficult it gets, obviously, the, the higher the payoff. Sometimes God has you in situations that shouldn't be this difficult, but he's increasing the payout. And that's why in every situation that you're in, he has the ability to say, hey, just remember this, consider it, call it, name it, name this place, name it joy. Consider all joy, regardless of the circumstance of the situation you enter, because you know 
that when your faith, your obedience is tested, that it's going to produce endurance. And when endurance is finished its work, you're going to be complete and mature and lacking nothing. And there's going to be moments you don't know what to do, so ask of God who giveth to all men liberally and doesn't find fault, and he'll give you the wisdom that you need in the situation that you're at so that you can take the act of obedience that's required so you can get to the place where the thing that you desire is located. See, God is getting you to the place where the thing that he's prepared is waiting for you. Make sure that you don't turn. So you got to watch yourself. you got to take heed to yourself, lest your heart and your mind become deceived. And you begin to think that the situation is bigger than you because the situation is not bigger than you because he who is in you is greater than the evil in all the world. So, you know, so watch yourself and guard your heart and guard your mind. And don't, don't even think that way. And, and, and there's going to be moments that you need to link up with somebody. You need to link up. And, and, and you need to have somebody to remind you, man, there, there's moments when Shelby looks at me and says, hey, and, 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 you know, or I got a Todd or a Keith in my life that can say, I don't know what you were thinking right there, but I don't think it was godly. And I, oh, yeah. And, and we get ourselves back on track and we can, we can rise up and go out and demonstrate Satan's defeat. Take heed to yourself. Because right where you are today, Right where you are today, the greater one. He hasn't left you, forsaken you. He hasn't wandered off. You're not alone. You're a pretty big deal around here. You're a pretty big deal around here. Hell don't want you to know it. But you need to know it. I want you to close your book and bow your head, and I just want to pray for you. There's some people in this room, you know what the first step, the first step for you is to just say, you know what I need to do? I, I need to surrender myself to God. I, I, I need to be born of God. Whatever's born of God is victorious and is overcoming. Well, I need to get that happening in my life. I need to be born of God today. I'm going to make this prayer. We're all going to pray it, but I'm going to make this prayer that, that we're praying to God. I'm going to make it my prayer. We're not going to call you out or have you stand, but if you're here in this room today and say, hey, Tom, I'm going to pray that prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer. I'm ready to, I, I want to get real with God. I need God to show up because I'm, I'm in a place that I, I, need, I need the greater one to stand up inside me, man. I, I, I need God to show up, and, and so I'm making this prayer real. And if that's you, while well, no one's looking around, I just want to agree with you in prayer. Do me a favor. Just hold your hand up really high. Say, I'm making that mine. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. I want everybody in this place, just pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me victory. I choose to live for you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it your way. So thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give God one more big shout, one more big praise.